0: This it is Pursuing Wholeness. wholeness.
1: another episode of the pursuing Holiness podcast i am your co-host veronica
0: and i'm excuse me i'm your other co-host sean
1: and we are the co-hosts of this podcast
0: oh were you waiting on me to do like some sort of unison kind of no i thought you like wanted me to say and we let you go and we are they're pursuing a the holiness podcast or something like that. Like, we are
2: the podcast. Oh, I
1: didn't know what to say, but I don't know. I guess that would have been cool. But anyway, hope everybody's doing well. I um, am grateful. We're grateful for another weekend to record. Just grateful for life. Really grateful for life. Mm-hmm. Just, um, I think we... It's so easy for us to take it for granted and just... Not even, I don't know if take it for granted is the right thing to say. Because that's like saying you assume that you're going to be here and so you don't really think much about the fact that each day is a blessing. But we even, we just, it's not even that we just take it for granted, but we just, just go through the motions, I guess, mm-hmm. with life. And we don't really even take note of it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like I wake up, And I just get going Mm -hmm. and not really putting much thought into the fact that it's a new opportunity. And then even what the opportunity is, what, what are we, what are we excited about? What are we looking forward to? I think a lot of times we just, I get up and back to the old routine. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very easy. Excuse me. It's very easy to, um, you know, just kind of catch yourself, just, just doing stuff you just kind of in autopilot you kind of have your um i don't know why my microphone sounds funny to me okay there it is a little better but anyway you kind of like find yourself in a routine without thinking about it you're just kind of doing stuff it's not i don't think it's always an issue to kind of be doing stuff but but at the same time if you're not intentional about it at some point you'll be doing stuff that you don't even really know what you're doing you just do it And it may not necessarily even be beneficial to you or anybody else. You -hmm. just kind of like doing stuff. so.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's so much harder in in our current society to not fall into that trap. Because I think about how earlier I was looking up stuff online and going on Facebook just because I feel like I have to go on Facebook and just scrolling, looking at stuff and checking stuff and just wasting time. Mm-hmm. But it's like you feel like it's something that you're supposed to be doing so you do it, but at the end of it you don't even you feel kinda of mindless. Like Yeah. What did I just do.
0: Yeah, I, I hate it, man. You know, and I know hate is a strong word as we often um, you know, tell our kids about and how we hurt as kids. But I, 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 I genuinely hate it. You know, like getting caught up on, on those, um Endless scrolls, those news feeds. Um, because I get I get stuck almost every single time. I mean, I do have moments where I'm like extremely intentional, but it's like a real fight. Mm-hmm. You log on and um and then you have to like tell yourself, a lot of times actually verbally, okay, go go to so and so, go to so and so because they're going to have something pulled up, you know, whether it's one of those stories up top on Facebook or the first post, you know, or they try to remind you of a post from a year or two ago, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and um, I, you know, the main reason I try to, the main reason I get on there is to quote market, you know, stuff for the businesses and whatnot, you know, Um, but you always get on there and then you tell yourself, let me look at this real quick. I'm going to go ahead and open up another tab so I can get ready to, to do that thing that I need to do but let me look at this real quick and then you know at least a half hour later you know and it never fails I, I, I despise that
1: yeah yeah you and know? it's like you think man like mm-hmm. what I could have done in that 30 minutes that, mm-hmm. that hour mm-hmm. um, you know I think about what we were listening to yesterday Seth Golden mm-hmm. and he was saying that um, hell is when the person that you are meets the person that you could have been like that is torturous to think about that <laughs> to think that there's a like to if we all knew that one day we were gonna meet actually get to meet the person who was <laughs> like the best version of ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and you just think like oh man like have i been doing things to get me closer to that person or have i been doing things to get me further away from that person Mm-hmm. So you know, going on social media and just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling in mindless wasting time, that's not getting us closer to that person who was like on it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. And you know, I just had a thought as you were saying that I was thinking about how hard it is for us as adults, and then thinking about kids who are growing up in their formative years doing that mess. Mm-hmm. You know, just constantly going through, um, just endless content. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, of all types of you know, and they don't—they don't even really have fil- filtration. They don't have filters to know what's good and what's not, and you know, I mean, it's all kind of stuff. So their brains are just, just, just primed to be constantly stimulated mm-hmm. and to be constantly getting information, and, and you know, not in any deep way, but just like real kind of like touch and go in a touch and go kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so they're instead of like being people of depth, I get concerned that young people are going to be way too prone to be very shallow and just kind of always looking for quick whatever stuff. And
1: yeah, that's what that's what we get. Like I haven't even been on TikTok, but when I hear people talk about it or I see little videos, I guess that people make on TikTok, and they well, I don't want to. I, I hate when I come on and start like. Speaking of specific things, but I guess it's just those little quick videos of content and little silly things. Like Mm -hmm. those things really, I I just, I can't stand that stuff because I, I mean, it might be funny. It Mm -hmm. might be interesting, but it's just too much. Like little short, you have, you know, a whole lot of little short videos of content. So that means that you're like cramming more into your brain than you would have been able to cram in the past, mm-hmm. and it's just like all these little silly things, mm-hmm. little I don't know stuff that you know. that's kind of witty and right, funny or whatever, but it's just like
2: yeah,
0: wow. yeah. I mean, I you know I ain't gonna even try to front in that. Like I don't enjoy that stuff sometimes, but I do. I mean, but at the same time, I f- I be feeling bad because I know that I be getting trapped and you know I you know these days we often talk about being producers rather than merely consumers. Mm-hmm. And like if you get trapped in memes and all that kind of stuff that's that's a um that's periods of time that you can't produce your own thing, and, you know, put your own stamp on on um on the world so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. you know, make a difference, you know, you just kind of there and you kind of taking in stuff. As you were talking um I was thinking about um some Dr. Caroline leaf content that I was watching and um, earlier today and she was saying, um, and Lord, help me not forget what I was about to say. but yeah, she was basically talking she was talking to this guy, that pastor named Stephen Furtick or whatever and um, oh, yeah. and she was saying how um I mean it really is common like to me it just makes perfect sense. But, you know, of course, hearing a cognitive, neuro, whatever you call it, psychologist, say it, you know, it's like it's, it makes it that much more poignant, so to speak. But she was talking about how, you know, a brain that's never allowed to rest is anxious. You know, your brain needs rest. It was when, you know, I was telling you about earlier today about how she was talking about having moments every day, you know, 10 to 15 minutes every day where you're not doing anything at all. You're just there not taking anything in, you're just there. And um, the average person doesn't do that, not mm-hmm. even close.
1: 10 to 15 minutes.
0: hmm 10 to 15 minutes out of 24 hours. And the average person doesn't really do that. Like, from the time we go to, I mean, wake up to the time we go to bed, we're constantly getting content these days. And so, like, literally all of us are constantly stimulating our minds with, in particular, our phones whether it be news or social media or-
1: Podcasts.
0: Podcasts are just Google See, Not searching. that we
1: discourage listening to podcasts. Right, we're, you know. We're advocates. True, <laughs> and, and, and
0: even on that note, of course, we do, you know, want you, we're glad you listen to the podcast and we encourage you to subscribe um, and listen because of the fact that, you know, just, you know, there are some things that will actually be beneficial and, you know, feed you. It's just that everything's not necessarily feeding. is some stuff, you know, just saying. But but anyhow, a brain that's constantly, we're never allowed to rest is going to be anxious. It just makes, it, it makes sense. Because we're not really supposed to be stimulated like that mm-hmm. all the time, you know. So you don't leave yourself any room to back up and kind of think about what you took in or whatever you just it's just like those people who do the eating contest and they're just eating all these hot dogs you know just just gorging them down just to kind of see how much they can get in you know it's not really about how good they taste or anything like that that's why they'll be drinking water to try to gulp them down and stuff it's just about it's just about just um volume yes you know
1: thinking <laughs> about that that's just ridiculous mm-hmm. to be just throwing all that trash down into your body essentially yeah. And then even think about all the animals that had to be sacrificed mm-hmm. for this hot dog eating competition. It's like, we, you know, it's cool to see the, like, oh wow, look at how many they can eat, but you think that that's flesh mm-hmm. that um, is being eaten. And so, I mean, I don't mean to be like morbid or whatnot, but I just think about the fact that, um you know, we eat, it's something that um, a sacrifice was made in order for us to eat. And so mm-hmm. we need to have a little more reverence about how we do it instead of just gorging ourselves.
0: Yeah, at least think about it a little bit. Right. Yeah.
1: Think about the the life that contributed to your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, anyway, <laughs> I didn't mean to go <laughs> all the way in there. But, um, but yeah, you're right. It's just stuffing yourself just to get as much of, the thing as you can, not really for any nutritional benefit. It's just, you just cramming as much of it down as you can. And I think, um, it's, it's mindless eating Mm -hmm. because like the hot dog eating, I mean, that's a little different in terms of mindless eating, but I know I do it a lot where I'll get something for lunch and then I'll be trying to work and eat. And so I'm just shoving the food down my throat Mm. while I'm working because, like, I'm not taking the time to sit down and eat my food. I'm trying to eat and work at the same time. So I'm just, like, throwing the food down my throat. Mm-hmm. And I'm and it's, like, after it's done, I'm, like, why did I even go and spend my money to, like, just shovel this food down my throat? I could have gotten, like, some bread or something and did that. Mm-hmm. But I went and got a, a good tasting meal and just threw it down my throat because I'm trying to do too much at one time.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm I don't know, man. I guess you know this wasn't what we were necessarily what we were wanting to talk about, but I mean, we just go with it for now, you know. Like, um, I just, I don't know. I I always have this. I often have this desire in my heart to just kind of like, you know, go to some sort of mountaintop and just shout to the world, like, y'all hear us, man. Like, you know, this this ain't it. You know, this 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 way that we live in our culture at least in a lot of ways, it's, ju- it's just not it. It's like, we, we're not really living our lives. We're not, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of stuff is very reminiscent of The Matrix. It is, you know, but I guess, just because like, you feel like you're living life, you know, but so much of your life is taken up by distractions, and so much of your, of your life is, so much of the quality of your life is reduced because of the way that you, um, the way that you eat, and and the way that you worry because you know you're constantly encouraged to worry about the news and just so many different things we're, we're very much detached from you know creation we're the mm-hmm. only we're the only beings in in creation who can really choose to like distance ourselves away from it like we don't need it somehow mm-hmm. and like like it's not consequential at all and like I don't know, it's just not it, it's, it's not, it's not it, you know, and um, we have so many issues in our society and we're always trying to figure out what in the world to do, you know, but yet we live very detached from, I don't know, I don't want I guess I won't go too much into all that, but I just kind of lament, I lament a lot of how our society is, it's just so, it's so fast, it's so fast and it's so i don't know just not not connected
1: yeah and there's not a lot of depth cuz i think right, that if yeah. we um if we were to take a step and you know we look behind the the social media posts the memes the selfies and everybody talking about living their best lives and what they're doing on the weekend with their friends it's like it's it looks good on social media, but when you if you actually sit down and talk to folks, you mm-hmm. realize it might not be as good as it seems. But yeah. none of us really are talking about that. We just kind of all just keep trucking along and keep posting our little yeah. things and mm-hmm. keep, you know, just looking looking cute and having filters and all that stuff, but we don't take the time to say, you know, I'm really I'm actually having a hard time right now. And and then like on top of that, you know, we are a lot of us are having a hard time, but then the question is, well, how are we contributing to it or how are we not taking away from it? Like, um we we know that nature is restorative. We know going outside and sitting like today I I did um we had another yoga event that um minister Cheryl Dean I guess she's not ministering to Cheryl Dean all the time. With Cheryl Dean, she's um, she did a yoga. I mean, she's always anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, she did yoga outside, and and at the end of it, like you know, you always had this time where it's just like you're laying there and just being still and quiet. And we just out there, and it was warm. The wind was blowing, and it's just everything. That nature brings It was just like Just giving it to We just laying there And a few of us After it was over We were talking about How we had like Almost gone somewhere else Like we weren't Thinking like We're sitting here At the park Laying on the grass Doing yoga It's like we just Kind of were like In another place Just like a very Peaceful place Some people even Were going to sleep
2: hmm?
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean Cause you just like There Jeez. For like 10 minutes not doing anything after you've just done all these movements and things. And it's, it's really just re- restorative and transformative, but we, we don't take the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. We just think we got to go, 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 go. And even I used to, um, back in the day when I would do yoga, I would get uncomfortable at that last part where you had to lay there. Cause I was like, ah, oh. like, don't I need to go do something? Like, can we move? Can we something? It just felt weird to lay there. And it seemed like forever. It'd be like five or 10 minutes, but it always seems like forever. But, um, that's, that's what we need more of. Mm -hmm. We, we're forgetting how to, how to just be still and quiet. Mm -hmm. And just like you were saying, um, stand still and know that I'm God. Like, you know, just, think about God being God and what that means and just be still and know it. But we don't give ourselves a chance to make, have those kind of realizations. Cause we're just going, 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 going. And we don't stop. We don't rest. We don't recoup.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. We, you're right. We're very uncomfortable with, just being still. I know how it is, like, it kinda makes you think about even how it is with um, with with our kids, you know, like if you ask them to be still, and it's like the hardest thing. They just had to kinda mm-hmm. wiggle <laughs> a little bit and figure turn something, do some sort of movement. Of course, I guess, you know, maybe we give kids a little bit more grace, you know, than give ourselves as adults, you know. Um, cause maybe we should, Maybe we should have a little more control of ourselves. I don't know, but any anyway, yeah, we're just like the kids. Are we? We? It's hard for us to be still, and we feel like we always have to be doing some sort of something, you know. But um, I don't know, man. You know, it's why. And we, you and I talked about this relatively recently, probably a couple of days ago, and we talk about it periodically, you know, and have done so over the years. You know, basically the whole fact that when you look at people in the world who, you know, a lot of people tend to aspire to be like. Um, at least a lot of times, these are people who are people of depth. They're people who actually have kind of like dialed in somehow in a certain area of life. You know, it might be sports, it might be, you know, faith, spirituality, whatever. It it might be. I don't know, just whatever, various areas. But a lot of times it's like you actually look at these people's lives and you see they spent lots and lots of time kind of like studying something or trying different things, things that people wouldn't normally do because we feel like we don't really have the time to do them. Mm-hmm. You know? They
1: have routines. Right. They have certain practices that they always do. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't cut corners on these things. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of us will say, a lot of us who are not, at that level, we'll say, well, this is an exception. Mm-hmm. This is a reason to do it. This is a reason to to deviate from my plan. And next thing you know, the plan is gone. Mm-hmm. We don't follow it anymore.
0: Right, right, exactly, exactly. And you consistently look at certain types of people, and they, somewhere along the way, they decided, this is what I'm doing. I'm going, like, really deep with this thing. I'm not going to, like you say, skip... Um, skip stuff or cut corners or anything like that. This is where I'm going to stay and like really focus, you know, and we feel like we can't do that. You know, it's it's funny, man. The brain is amazing. It, if we, if we're not careful, we sabotage ourselves because we give ourselves this kind of self-talk, like, you know, like you don't have time to do this or that, or, you know, you got to hurry up and get to the next thing. You know, um, I'm trying to think because it happens with me a whole lot. You know, I don't know if I've talked about on this podcast, but if you know me, you know that I'm very much of a person of efficiency. I almost can't help but think in an an efficient manner, like getting things done efficiently. And um, so a lot of times I'll be doing something and my brain is already like three or four tasks ahead. I've already made the calculations for time and this and that. But like, I know sometimes it's not necessarily the best thing to be efficient, but my brain would be so much about like, making this, cutting this short here so that this thing here be good and that one to be good and all these kind of things. And you, if you're not careful, you'll miss out on life or at least you'll just kind of, you'll live a very basic kind of, a very basic sanitized existence. If everything is, is, is cut short, you know um i don't know i'm almost kind of rambling at this point it's like i'm trying to communicate what's in my mind um but it's kind of hard to but but anyway being people of of depth which probably does go into what we're talking about a little bit if you want to go ahead and go there um
1: oh yeah that's fine i mean i had yeah go ahead go ahead oh oh go ahead
0: No, no so you know of course i mentioned the dr caroline leaf stuff um Earlier And um, One thing um, When I was listening to the Dr. Caroline Leaf um, I guess talk She was having with a Stephen Furtick's church um, She was talking about Specifically um, the, the, the thought life And More so taking control of your own Thought life And one of the things that she was saying is you know like for example in the church we talk about speaking the word over our lives and all that kind of stuff and um you know i'm definitely definitely you know a big proponent of such things but she was talking about how the way that we do that in the church is um and she's a believer as well but she said the way that we do it in the church is 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 kind of it's not she said it ends up being toxic And the reason why she said that is because she said what happens is we almost use, we almost use the word as if it's like magic.
1: Right. We think it's like we're saying some kind of magic word, like um, abracadabra.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like abracadabra, you know, Kazam or something. And then poof, (laughs) you know, it just kind of creates whatever stuff. And, and it's, she was really without going into all the depths and I couldn't anyway, um, but without going into all that, she was saying that really what you need to do is you need to be aware. You need to be mindful, first of all. Like, say, for example, you have like some sort of thought pattern, you know, needs to change. but You keep on having a certain kind of reaction to some something in your life. And, she, you know, a lot of times what we're used to is something happens and we just react to it and then we might react the wrong way. And we don't want to, but we almost feel powerless to do it. But she was saying, like, you really have to be aware, first of all, of of what's happening. Kind of like having that third-person point of view of yourself. Being able to see yourself react and, like, think to yourself, like, why is this happening? You know, um, she has, like, some sort of five-step process. But anyhow, what it gets to is, like, you're mindful, you think. About it, and then you essentially she she called it reconceptualizing, reconceptualize your response or whatever to um that whatever that situation that mm-hmm. you keep on coming into, and she said you might have to do that many many times um, with a particular thought process that you're dealing with, um, but you do it and you do it over and over again until you get it. You know, and um, and she said that's how you quote renew your mind, just like uh, Romans twelve two says. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me that was like that that makes sense to me. Um, when we hear the when we hear that scripture, it says you know um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, our pastor actually referred to a similar kind of thing. He was talking about how whenever you hear. The word you meditate on it, or essentially, like he said, you wrestle with it. You actually, you you take that word and you wrestle with it, and allow it to challenge um, your whatever is in your mind right now, so that whatever's in your mind conforms to that word, and that made perfect sense to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But really, truth be told, um, we don't—at least how I speak for myself. I didn't really learn, I didn't learn that growing up. Yeah. I didn't learn that growing up. more so what I got, I got the knowledge and I'm grateful for that. I got the knowledge, but like like, uh, Dr. Leaf said, she said a lot of us have all of these, you know, sermons and things and they're like puzzle pieces, but we never really put the puzzle pieces together.
1: Yeah. I think part of that is because of the authoritarian way I want maybe it's not authoritar- authoritarian. Maybe it's authoritative way that um, things are often taught to us in church. It's like this is the truth. You believe this. Do not ask questions. Do not even try to understand it. It's just truth. Accept it. And I think that we're kind of taught to just receive certain things without wrestling with it, as you said, without allowing ourselves to question it and to say. Do I believe that? Well how about this and really like think through we're like kind of taught to just receive it. It's true. Don't ask no questions just receive it And so it's like now we're having to unteach ourselves out of that you know teach teach ourselves out of that to say, okay, when I receive something when I'm when something when I'm taught something in church, I don't have to automatically accept it. I can process it through my own channels and see like how I feel about it because you might not receive it. At least initially, at least initially you may not receive it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. That doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that it didn't settle with you initially. And so I think that we can, I, I believe we should, you know, allow it to challenge us and talk about it, maybe even debate about it. Cause that's what they did in the Bible. Sometimes people just receive stuff, but a lot of times they had to like go back and forth and decide on what they were going to settle on.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think, I do think, I think that's part of it. I, I think part of it is like not really wrestling with it from the standpoint of accepting whatever is taught as just automatically truth. But I think there's another part, to it too not just how we receive not just how we receive it from a person but also kind of like a belief that we have that's kind of like i would say like an osmosis kind of belief like if i hear regardless of whether i hear it or i read it myself however i take it in like literally just by me being it coming into my ears or whatever i will be that you know versus like more so you see no, what I'm
1: like saying?
0: letting it process in us. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah. so, you know, say, you know, say you read it, for example, and then you, um, you know, like you just memorized it. You know, you know, uh, I don't know whatever scriptures, like these scriptures that we all know, but like you never take it and like just think about it. Like, how is this changing my life? What is this gonna do to me? What am I gonna do differently because of this? Mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of thing. You know, cause um, I mean, that's how I've approached. That's how I mean, at least on that side of things, as far as like wrestling with it. I feel like that has been one of my biggest. Um, that's been been one of the biggest reasons that maybe I have some some growth that I haven't experienced over many many years. You know, it's not it's not for a lack of knowledge. It's just a lack of really, really, really thinking through every piece, every chunk, and like allowing it to kind of like get into my spirit and change my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just think. You know, well, maybe with time, I'm gonna just start doing this thing. I just kind of I won't feel uncomfortable with this anymore, and I just I just do it. You know, so. Mm.
2: Yeah, I
1: think however it is that we do it, because I think a lot of times for me, the way that I do learn and the way that I do process things is by challenging it. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you might not be as much of a challenger, but I am. Mm
2: -hmm. And a lot of times I have...
1: um, (laughs) All right, now. A lot of times I I feel like, well, I can't challenge it. I have to just accept it. And then it kind of dies there because... (laughs) It's like I have, I'm just like, I have to accept it. And it's hard for me to just accept it if I don't, like, really test it and try it and and poke holes in it and all that. Because otherwise, it's like I didn't really do anything to gain it. It just kind of laid on my brain. So it's like I have to really, like, be like, is this true? Why is this true? How is this true? Is it applicable to everybody? Are there some people who are accepted from it? It's like I have to, like... Go through that whole process, and I think that I haven't allowed myself to do that in a lot of ways. And I think that the church kind of discourages it a lot of a lot of times. Like, don't question. At least that's how you know it was when I was raised. You know, God said it, and that settles it. And um, mm-hmm. but it's like just because something was read out of the Bible or said in church, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what God said. It could mean it It Could (laughs) not mean it Mm -hmm. But we have to at least allow ourselves To think through it and process it And ask questions And all of that I think Mm -hmm. you know you might not do it the way I do And I won't do it the way you do it But it's like we have to do that But I think that we're Kind of encouraged to just Receive it and, and don't really Don't really like Yeah like you say wrestle with it
0: so I guess just to kind of like for clarification for me with what we're talking about here. So, are you saying that that type of wrestling with it from the standpoint of like, do I accept what this person said as truth? Are you saying that that is part of the process for you to actually implement it into your into your life? Or I mean, the answer is probably yes. I guess the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm I keep on when I hear what you're saying to me, it kind of sounds like a, it's like a step before the step, at least a step before, like what I have in mind, you know, what I have in mind in regard to like actually walking something out in your life. Like what I'm thinking about is you've already, you've already accepted this thing as truth, but like you're not doing it just simply because you don't really engage it past that stage.
1: Mhm. I guess it just depends. Like, Cause to me, wrestling is like, you sound like you're on the same team as the other wrestler instead of like being, you know,
0: well, no, no, no. So, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you don't, I'm not saying that you don't challenge like the truth of it. I guess what I'm more so talking about has, it has to do with the, I guess it would assume that you're already past that part, that stage, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm trying to think of an example of something but like you already passed that stage where you're like yeah this is this is um this is what i need to implement into my life this is you know i guess truth or whatever and then you know like you know but then it's something that's supposed to maybe influence how you live like something that you do in your life but yet you don't really go further than that but maybe i guess the reason why i'm asking that is cuz i'm thinking i'm wondering if like maybe with you the way that you process things, your implementation of that thing in your life maybe is, is more connected to you initially taking it in.
2: Because,
0: um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know, I guess maybe just kind of difference in, difference in processing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think all of it is just processing. You know, like, instead of just letting something come to you, you're really like,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You're really working with it, you know, because it's like once you do that initial, is this something that works with me? Because you know how I do, like I'll say, well, if this is true and this is the way I'm doing, then like where's the disconnect? Either I'm wrong or this other thing is wrong. But if I said it's true, then there must be something I need to do to get right. And so, like that's kind of how I do, and I think that sometimes you think like, like you'll be like, it. I can't remember. I can't put my brain exactly on what I'm thinking, but I, I, I can hear and see you saying like, you, you're doing too much in the sense, like where I'm like, I don't know. Well, like I'll get really kind of distressed. Like, okay, so we're supposed to do this, but. I'm not doing it or I'm, I'm having a hard time with it. I don't know. I might be, I might need to kind of think on that a little bit more, but um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's something where I, I I can hear you saying like Veronica, like it don't have to be that serious, but
0: yeah, I guess the thing is, yeah, that's, I don't know. I guess the way I see it, cause I, I, I believe I know the kind of stuff that you're talking about you know, it's, what to me, I'll say it's definitely like one of those differences in how we take things in because like, I think a lot of times just thinking about a lot of our conversations over time, uh, I don't know, like you're you're very, you're very deep. You know, it's not that I'm not, you know. (laughs) I mean, hopefully you don't think, yeah, I am just a shallow guy, you know, but anyway, like you, the way that you tend to wrestle with things is not something that I'm necessarily used to. At least, not not nearly so often, you know. And um, and so like, at least from my vantage point, you tend to kind of have a piece on there that is, is um. I guess more often, more involved, you know. At, you the 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 Veronicas of the world have a very unique place to i guess challenge things <laughs> where you know you know the people like me may not always feel that way or you know i guess because we i don't know it's kind of hard for me to describe but like that's why sometimes for people like me it's hard it's very hard to understand you know um why, you know, why is this level of analysis, um, you know, required? You know, like people like me may have felt like we've seen what we need to see.
1: Right. And, and you know, that kind of reminds me of what we were talking about yesterday with the Navy SEALs and how um, you were like, man, like I see them and I see them working hard and they're so committed and disciplined. And, man, I got to do better. I got to do this and that. And then I was just kind of like, yeah, but we're – We miss the fact that they're not doing it by themselves. Like, they're not just waking up and being like, I'm going to go and swim 20 miles in the Atlantic Ocean. And I'm going to, you know, like, do all that. They don't wake up and just do that. They have somebody saying, that's what you're going to do today. They did decide they wanted to be a Navy SEAL. But, like, all the crazy stuff they had to go through... They didn't voluntarily just be like, I'm going to do this. They had somebody external from them being like, this is what you're going to do today. If you want to be a SEAL, this is what you're going to do. And they're pushing them. And I was saying how Uh a lot of times we're like, I got to be more committed in prayer. I got to be more um, disciplined in my exercise. I got to do this and that. But we're like trying to do it ourselves. But, like a lot of times the people who really like are successful in things, they have a coach or they have some kind of accountability team or something, but we kind of have, we tend to put things on ourselves more. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's kind of like where, like, you know, somebody might say you need to have a more disciplined prayer life. You need to have a more disciplined, disciplined health approach to health or whatever. And so you're like, yes, okay, I got it and I got to make it happen. And I'm like, but that premise is based upon a belief that people who do succeed in that do it by themselves. You know, so it's like then I kind of have to wrestle in and process it that way. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I do believe that I can do these things, but I think I need help. I don't believe it's something that I could just do on my own. You know, we we still kind of disagreed on that, but
0: well, yeah. I mean, I don't think we necessarily disagreed because I I, I think when we had that conversation, I agreed ultimately. Mm-hmm. It's just more so like with me, the internal motivation is 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 key, regardless of the way you look at it. Because you, I mean, I think we can at least agree that you had to be motivated enough to go and seek someone, that whatever. Right. The people who want to be Navy SEALs, I don't think that they're like I need to be. I need help to become a Navy Seal. They have to have that intrinsic motivation, Mm -hmm. to become a Navy Seal. Like having those people like screaming at them and stuff is, it just kind of is part of the process. Obviously, because you can't just be a Navy Seal on your own. Like you actually have to be a part of the U.S. Navy organization. You Mm -hmm. know, but um, but I mean, I I agree. It's like, it's like that. (laughs) Ain't (laughs) nobody that close. Oh yeah, 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 definitely.
1: But anyway, we have to continue this conversation another time. Mm-hmm.
0: Internal, I- internal versus external motivation. I guess so. Maybe, maybe.
1: <laughs> All right, y'all take care. Thanks for listening to our little dialogue. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Please share and subscribe. Doing Wholeness is a back-to-basics health and wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on Flow.